this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is This Week in Retail with Saber Advisors. Uh, we will be discussing all things retail and retail adjacent. Uh, as a reminder, uh, we do record this room. Morning. Uh, we do repurpose the content. Uh, we are content creators and uh, try to record everything that we do. So this will be uh, found on anywhere that you get um, podcasts at a later date. And uh, just uh, we encourage everyone to come up and speak, but just want to make sure you know that you will be recorded. So this morning we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what's been working lately. Um taking a spin on, you know, obviously a really challenging uh, year and a half at this point, and a lot of different things in the world, uh, or I should say a lot of things in the world are different now. And, um, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about kind of not going back to the way we used to do things simply because that's how it's always been done and trying to find the best way to do things moving forward for the new environment. And, um, I think part of that is kind of looking at your daily schedule. Uh, you know, we were obviously just uh, bullshitting a little bit about kind of morning routine and that sort of thing, but understanding how your day might be different, how things might be different, um, you know, and what's what's working. So what's working in business? What's helping you be successful? Uh, how are you, um, you know, doing new business development? Why is that different than it used to be, et cetera? So this morning, we're going to kind of delve into these questions. Uh, we have a special guest speaker with us this morning, Miles Stepner, who uh, has really burst onto the scene, I want to say, in the last uh, couple of uh, last couple months or maybe over a year at this point, um, but really kind of, um, I think, found a little bit of a niche with social media and um, has become really visible. So we, we've talked to Miles in the past about how that transition was and, and what that's afforded him. Um, but this morning, I think we want to delve a little bit more into um, kind of what's, what's working now. Once that got settled, what's on the next you know, forefront and, and, and what are you up to, Miles? So give us, uh, give us a, a nugget to, to chew on this morning. Well, uh, thanks for the uh, kind introduction. It's great to be here with, with everyone. I see a lot of the familiar faces and, uh, you know, uh, appreciate uh, all these people in here today who have collaborated with me and, and accepted me as I've tried to put out more content and become more visible. Um, I'll, I'll Just a quick intro for myself. My name is Miles Stepter. I'm a uh, 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 really a retail transaction specialist. I work in-house for a large developer here in, in, in South Florida. Um, we, we develop large mixed-use master plan projects throughout the uh, state of Florida and really uh, actually across the country. But my focus is on leasing the retail for those projects here in Florida. And, uh, you know, I think our topic's really interesting this morning, Justin. I I, 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 I you know, I did burst on this, scene. I was doing a lot of social media. I was doing, I started a podcast. I, uh, um, I was participating in clubhouse rooms. I was, uh, doing some content on my Instagram, putting out some reels and some posts. Um, and, uh, I was doing my LinkedIn look back every single week. Uh, and it was great. 
uh, and has given me a, a lot of new relationships and a, and a lot of new visibility. But I've actually taken my foot off the pedal like the last month. I was getting really exhausted from it all in combination with my, my core work. And when you're trying to put out all that content on your own, I mean, I did have some help. I had a video uh, production uh, assistant would help me record my podcast and do other things. Uh, I took a step back and I kind of looked at what, what was and wasn't working with my content creation. Um, sometimes there's, uh, of course, a lot more efficient way to do things. And there were more efficient things I could be doing for my podcast, for my look back, and just for my general participation in content creation so that when I re-engage here, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be doing it uh, uh, with, with a different approach. So talk to me a little bit about that different approach. Why, why are you coming at it differently? Do you feel like you plateaued? And, and what are you going to change a little bit kind of moving forward? Um, so I, 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 I think – I don't think I plateaued. Um, I think plateaued would be – I don't know. In my mind, it's more like you've arrived at kind of a block – uh, in terms of your creative capacity, I think what happened is like we're, we're talking about, I have personal goals, like in my own personal life, I've got my professional goals. Um, and then obviously the content creation ties into the professional part of it. But I think I, I was having trouble getting everything done. I was pushing my body real hard in the process. And I said, hey, you know, I think some things need to be sacrificed here and some things need to be done differently. I was, I was doing my podcast every Wednesday night on Clubhouse at 6 o'clock. There's marketing that needs to be done leading up to that so you can make sure that there's an audience there for the guest. So you got to put out a, a LinkedIn post. you got to collect a bio from the, uh, uh, from the guest. Um, you've got to prepare your questions going into the show. I mean, that stuff takes hours. Uh, you know, maybe somebody else, they would wing it. I can't do it that way. I really need to be educated on whoever it is that I'm bringing on to the show. Um, so it, the, I need to remove it from clubhouse was the first thing I thought there is it's too much tension leading up to it. It's a scheduled time. There's no flexibility. So when I come back to doing my podcast, I'm really going to do the episodes in like batch style where you know, kind of like the way Aaron Zucker does it, where he interviews, I think, several people within a week or two week span and then releases those episodes, you know, over the course of maybe a two month period. It's just a lot more efficient with your time. Um, and, and yeah, it's just a lot more efficient. So that's that's one change I'm going to make related to the podcast. It's interesting that you said that about kind of doing everything in, in clumps, right? So something that we've talked about um, as part of CRE Digital Army and something that was a, a game changer for me was understanding that, you know, content creation, if planned, doesn't need to be done in real time. So, you know, taking video while you're just, you know, out and about or doing things and just kind of recording yourself on a daily basis and then sort of purposing that content or, or purposing that video as content kind of at a later date, or, you know, I know I want to make, you know, five reels this week, doing it in a way that you're making five reels in an hour sitting when you're kind of in the zone and can loop everything together and you're in, you're in that mode 
is a lot easier than when you're in the middle of trying to read a lease and you realize, oh shit, I got to put something out today. Um, you know, and just having that prepared and ready to go. So I, I can see, I can see your point about, you know, especially with, um, you know, whether it's a scheduled clubhouse like this or whether it's a podcast, I mean, there is not a lot of flexibility. Um, and I think the challenge is, is in being consistent. And I know, you know, Jay Siano says that all the time. Um, the only way to, to really increase your presence is to be consistent. And that is the hardest part of all of this. It's the hardest part of life sometimes, right? Going to the gym or anything else. I mean, consistency is, is key. Um, but it, it's, it's being able to do it when you don't have time. It's being able to do it when you don't want to, it's being able to do it. Um, and that gets hard. So I, I sort of applaud you to kind of, uh, switch up the strategy and, you know, take a step back to take a big step forward. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is we, we spent those time, um, putting in the consistency that, you know, 30 days of reels that we had done last month. And I didn't see much growth on my following. I had good interaction, but now we're, I don't know, about a month later, and now I've started to see my reels start to pick up even further and more engagement and uh, larger following, which I think is interesting that it's so disconnected from when I actually posted the, the content to now where I'm actually getting more traction on it. I think during that challenge, I gained like five followers total, you know, drop, add, drop, add, drop, people did. But now I in like 50 in a week. I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But I also yeah. wanted to comment on the timing perspective. I mean, I think we had a lot of extra time on our hands, right? We all did. Um, even if we were busy trying to figure out what we were doing with work, we still had more time just on our hands. And now that the time is starting to get eaten up by the traditional things that we do in business, you know, there's just more showings in person these days. There just are. There's more in-person tours these days than there were uh, even a year ago that we have to just be mindful of our time and be more, uh, like you said, scheduled and kind of knocking it out in one sitting in order to be able to get it done. Because Miles, to your point, like, you can keep waking up earlier. There's only so much. You wake up earlier, it's so just more stuff's going to come, right? That's just how I feel. No matter when I start or when I end, more comes. Like those tasks are like water. They just flow to the open time, right? And just take up your time. Um, so it's just being being cognizant of that and also just choosing what you know is more important in the, in the time. And yes, you wake up early, you can stay up later, but also not killing yourself over, shit, I didn't get it done. You could wake up the next day and crush it. I'm not saying I'm procrastinating. At some point... You, you need your mental health also important. You can't do too much. It's, otherwise, you'd go crazy. If you disagree, that's cool. But. I, I, I think both you and uh, you and Justin Russell like unpack some great things there. I think uh, Justin's point about trying to compartmentalize the time you have to work on things. Um, hey, you know, you want to work on your social media? You know, uh, allocate it toward this hour at this time. Do what you can during that time. Don't let it start to meander into a time frame outside of that because, you know, it, it can start to really consume you and eat you up uh, if you let it into, you know, time frames of your daily schedule that it shouldn't be involved in. 
and uh, and then Russell, your point is uh, as well. Like you, you, you will run into um, a, a fatigue. I think uh, if if you don't manage that stuff, I definitely encountered it. You know, and I was definitely trying to wake up early to you know add more onto my schedule. When you add that social media in, it's a whole other thing. You know, that's involved with your fitness goals and your personal finance goals, and then. Also, you know, your professional goals, your, 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 your prospecting, your business development for your job, your relationship building and, and, and networking for your, your, your professional role. And, and that stuff is going to get uh, more complicated now that, you know, these networking events with the professional organizations are coming back and, um, and uh, you know, meeting with clients in person and meeting with prospects in person is coming back. So it, it, it's something we all really need to think, I think, critically about how we're going to approach this kind of new, um, you know, this n- new time period uh, of these pandemic times. I think that's a good way to put it. I would say I, I kind of want to shift a little bit talking about other things that are working for us or things that are working for you at the moment. I want to talk about business development specifically because I feel like business development in kind of the the 2021 range is is somewhat different than it ever was uh, and certainly different than it was you know in, in 2019 kind of going into this so um, I'll, I'll kind of start a little bit I, I I feel like for myself some of the things that have really changed are you know relationships used to drive so much of our business. Um, and I, we were always very fortunate, I think, you know, having kind of a long career in this and, and being able to do this for a long time and meet a lot of people and work closely with a lot of people, um, and, and quite frankly, help a lot of different organizations. Um, we always got a tremendous amount of referral business and that was great. Um, you know, being able to kind of be walked into a new lead or new something or new relationship by someone who can speak for you, uh, is tremendous. And, you know, I, I, it took years to kind of get to that point. Um, but what I'm realizing now is those relationships are, I would say, vital, um, to the success of, of myself and my team kind of moving forward, because it used to be that, you know, you'd, you'd be out in the world, connecting with people, meeting new people, having opportunities kind of organically. Um, I do think a lot of that has kind of become stagnant. So whatever kind of came out of that, now it's sort of your, your active business development and outreach. So that's, you know, reaching out to a new tenant or to a new landlord. Um, but the, the success rate on that stuff is always much less. Um, and now on this relationship side, you know, the people that you've known for five, 10, 15 years, whatever that may be, they're an opportunity to drive a lot of business, but those relationships need to be cultivated and maintained because it's not like you're bumping into those people at every ICSE every, you know, couple months. Uh, it's not like you're at the networking events as much. It's not like you're, you know, happen to be grabbing dinner with everybody, or at least I, I know in this area, things have, have still been pretty stagnant in terms of that. So, um, it, it's spending the time business development has become spending the time to sit down and make an active phone call to someone that you haven't seen in two years and say, Hey, how are things? What's new? 
and just chatting. So it's it's I, a I weird, completely it's agree a weird with you, Justin, 100%. shift. That's a hundred percent. I'd say that you're spot on. At least in our stage of our career is what what it seems. Most business that I'm getting is through a relationship. Almost every time, it's very little is done through outreach and prospecting. A lot of it just it comes because of all the relationships I've built in the business. And at least again in the in the past year when things were quieter, I made it a major point to just reach out and say hello to anybody in the business that you were friendly with, just to, just to chat, how your kids, how's your family, how's business. Um, and I continue to do that. Like yesterday, I had a call, Justin, with Greg Guyron. I mean, about nothing. We just kind of connected, right? We haven't spoken in like six months about just shooting the shit. We've obviously spoken a little bit about business and those type of relationships have become very fruitful. Because then while we're on the phone, he's like, oh, you know what? I might have a, re- a requirement for you. One of my friends needs to buy an $8 million building in Queens. Okay, great. So it kind of just comes from being personable and relatable and kind and actually caring about the people you're talking to on the other end of the phone or Zoom or FaceTime or whatever the hell it is. And to me, that's how I've grown my portfolio of tenants over time is just through relationships. Yeah. I, I think an important part of that is, is just continuing to cultivate those relationships, but that cultivation happened a lot more by happenstance, or at least in my experience, you know, I didn't need to be mindful about that in the past as much. Um, it was, you know, bumping into people, having genuine conversation and, and, you know, connecting every so often, but now because you're not just organically seeing them, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, need to focus on that. Um, so that's, that's been a big way that it's shifted for me. I mean, you could talk about all of the stuff that's come off of social media or clubhouse or Instagram or all that stuff, but that's not totally different than what we were doing before. Um, but I think having to spend time and be thoughtful about, you know, again, just staying in touch with the people that you like and that you want to do business with. And I I can, there's three examples I could think of in the last two weeks that existing clients called and said, Hey, we're going somewhere else. Um, you know, and, and, you know, when I get settled, I'd, I'd like to continue to work with you. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, continues to, to build because you have an opportunity to continue to potentially work on the account you already are, and then also have a new one. Um, and, and that stuff works exponentially. Natalie, what's, uh, 100% agree, Justin, that is the, 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 the building blocks of this business. If you ask me when you create, and I want to hear from Natalie, but when you create that genuine relationship where that guy or girl is your person, no matter where they go, you typically will get the business if there's an opportunity for them to give the business, but then you continue to keep your existing client and that's how you build your business. And it's always been what I've done. Whether it's picking up Lidl from the person who left from Starbucks to go to Lidl, or now I have a friend who was at Starbucks is leaving, going to another big dry use tenant that wants to grow over the East Coast. And he said, if I can get you in, there's no one I'd rather work with. So, I mean, that is everything. You guys are so spot on here. It's it's crazy. I mean, I've gotten referrals from the places that you don't imagine. And Russ, you're right. Like when people move, that's a perfect opportunity. But even I've gotten referrals from engineers. I've gotten referrals from strangers on social media, like and everything in between. 
keeping those relationships is absolutely key, but not just with other brokers. <clears throat> so I wanted to go back for a minute to Miles' earlier point about social media and tackling that and all that organization that comes with it, because I am actually doing the exact same. Um, like Russ said, after we did the 30 reels and 30 days, um, adventure, um, the growth for me also came a little later when those reels like started to take off, which I thought was very interesting. And I realized that I was kind of doing my social on the fly more than I wanted to. And it's really not coming together like I picture in my head. So I'm taking a pause button and kind of resetting that as well. So I'm so glad that you said that, Miles, because I think pausing sometimes and reflecting is pretty crucial to hitting your ultimate goal. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that uh, sometimes when we're putting out a lot of content, uh, there's a lot of reward that comes with it. You build a lot of new connections and it's hard to stop. You almost feel like uh, your network, uh, you know, wants to see more and wants to see more. And, and they do, you know, want to see more if you're putting out good content. But, you know, don't don't let it. You know, don't work for the don't work for the content. Let the content work for you is, is kind of the approach there. And, and, and then um, Justin, just thinking about what you and Russell are talking about with the business development, I think uh, you know th th that's some insightful stuff. I think that the, um, you know, with all the technology and all the distractions that kind of exist in, in the in the digital realm that are landing in our prospects inboxes and coming across you know our, our prospects windshield it's very difficult to differentiate yourself if you're coming kind of straight in cold on any given individual because they're so used to just re you know rejecting and blocking anything that's coming straight at them through the inbox or through a cold call or this or that um which is kind of an obvious thing but like you have to realize that it's becoming even more so that way the email inboxes are getting filled so you really do need to focus on making these genuine connections with different stakeholders in the business and you don't have to make it complicated, you know, just to, Hey, what's, you know, just anything, find any, you know, common connection. Maybe they're doing some development or some adaptive reuse in a market area you really like. And you think to yourself, I want to get more involved in that market. And you call them up just to, I did this in, in, in with a, a recent uh, contact I made, you know, an emerging market. And I called them up and I just said, Hey, you know, I really like what you're doing here. I think this is going to be one heck of a market. Uh, you know, it supports like the more high density neighboring sub market. And this is going to be like the medium density, you know, cool walkable area. And he said, you know, what are you up to next week? Come into my office. Let's talk more about it. So, um, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you, you gotta make those genuine connections and, and you don't have to make it complicated. No, I think that you're just adding, if you're adding any value, right. That's where, that's how you solidify those relationships. Like last week I got a random call from a guy that worked in house at a large landlord that I that I represent telling me that he's leaving the company and is thinking about going into brokerage and do I have any advice and he's talking to some firms and what should the structure look like and 
one of the different ways that you can structure your comp and et cetera, et cetera. And I spoke to him for about an hour and he at the end was so appreciative. This is invaluable. Thank you so much for taking your time. And now that I know that wherever he lands, because maybe he'll be a broker or maybe he'll go back and be a landlord or maybe he'll go work for a tenant because he used to work for the, on the tenant side as well. I'm his guy. And because I took that time out of my day to just kind of talk him off a ledge and get him comfortable with what he was thinking about doing, I've now solidified that relationship for life. And that's that's everything in this business. Justin, if you don't mind, I just want to, just because while it's fresh for me, I just want to throw this in here because this is something that's really been working for me this year, um, it is commenting on other people's com- content, whether it's on LinkedIn or even in Instagram, like I, I can't, I can't uh, really express how exponential the the um, strengthening of of the connection with somebody has been by like supporting their content in their posts. A lot of times, like even on LinkedIn, you know, somebody will post something interesting and and, and they'll get like one comment. And if you throw a comment in there that shows that you like. Uh, that you engaged with their content and really found it valuable. Like th- they'll remember your little picture and your comment uh, in their comments. And you do that like two or three times. Um, all of a sudden you, 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 you're going to establish a relationship with somebody that probably would have been fairly difficult to establish it with maybe like cold over the phone or like in person. It's a really cheap way to get visible among faces that otherwise would be difficult. Yeah. Right. I mean, everyone talks about this, but I think it's legitimate. I mean, social media is inherently social. And if you're, if you're using it to be a voyeur, you're not getting everything out of it uh, that you could be. And I, I kind of think of it like this, like if you were in a room with a bunch of people and someone just finished doing or saying something that you thought was interesting, you would speak up and you'd say, wow, that was great. Or I didn't think about it that way. Or, um, Hey, but did you think about this? Or, you know, Oh, I completely disagree. And here's why engaging in that same way. I think, especially on LinkedIn, um, I mean, engaging in content on, on Instagram is great, but I think that the thoughtfulness of the content isn't always necessarily ripe for, you know, having meaningful conversation about it. it is good for kind of building a friendship, which is also valuable. Um, but I think especially on LinkedIn, having thoughtful comments, like you're saying, Miles, about something that someone posts or congratulating them on their accomplishment or whatever it is, um, there's an opportunity to there to, you know, really become, um, you know, the, the, the basis of a new relationship. And that's a great way to kind of foster that and introduce that. And that, that might be someone, if you just scroll that past that post and read it or even just see it, but kind of keep going, that's great. But they never even knew you were in that room. They never even knew you were there. Um, so taking a moment and to just let them know and even throwing a likes great, but, um, I know the way the algorithm works with LinkedIn, you know, posting comments or reposting someone else's um, you know, content that, that stuff works exponentially. So sometimes it's, it's more important if you've got 10 minutes to be on LinkedIn or you're on LinkedIn for 10 minutes, cause you're waiting for a meeting or whatever it is, it, it's better that you take the time to do one or two things thoughtfully than just go through and like a bunch of people's shit. Yeah. That's so true. 
So true. I can't even tell you the amount of times people are like, hey, I saw your thing, thing, thing. And I'm like, what? You never commented. You never liked it. How, how would I know that you interacted with that thing? Which is great that they're looking, right? But warriors are creepy. Let's remember. Like, let's interact. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I, I, I think uh, if, like, one piece of advice for anyone in the audience that's looking to grow their network or, you know, whatever, anybody, um, if you could take, you know, I think, like you said, Justin, if you have gaps to 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, maybe a 30-minute gap during lunch that you want to set aside for just scrolling through LinkedIn, reading some of the interesting posts that people are posting and commenting, you're also going to increase your knowledge base because there's going to be a wide variety of stories there. But um, if yeah, I, I promise you, if you were to carve out 30 minutes a day for commenting for a month, you would see a, a significant growth in the number of your connections and the quality of your connection to those people. I, can, I agree. That's, that's what I do. I do 30 minutes at lunchtime and that's exactly what I do. And it's very helpful. So I want to take a moment. Um, I think we're going to close up here in a minute, but just see if anyone had anything to add or anything that they wanted to talk about or any questions. So just make sure that we open it up to the room before we uh, say goodbye for the day. I really enjoyed being up here, and you know, I, I, I appreciate uh, um, you all at Saber inviting me up here. Um, so, you know, thanks so much. And and we of course we love to have you, you and your hard work. Thanks all. I guess thanks, Miles. This has been uh, this week in retail with Saber Advisors. Um, we will see you next week at 9 a.m. Thanks everybody. See you guys. Have a great rest Bye, of the week. You too. Bye-bye.